Hey, you've joined the podcast with the most palm trees today. We're going to talk about that earned income tax exclusion for Americans. Things are tricky, as you know, lifestyle design for families and uh, we do a lot of other stuff, too. Let's get started. Somebody play the music already. Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out TropicalMBA.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. All right, welcome to another informal, unedited, tropical talk radio. I'm here with David and Carrie McKeegan. Tommy Schultz from TommySchultz.com, photographer extraordinaire. Thank you, sir. And globetrotter, Mr. Ian, the CEO, yeah. Awesome to be back in Bali. It's Bala. All right, today we're going to talk about the quickest way you can make 35 to 40 extra grand next year. <laughs> it's the Earned Income Exclusion Act, and it applies specifically to Americans, and you guys are experts in, in it. So yes. let us know the broad range. It's amazing how many American expats are not even familiar with the Earned Income Exclusion Act. And before you even get to that, let's back up a second. You guys are the most mentioned couple of all time on the lifestyle business podcast, <laughs> and you've never yet been on it. Wow. So introduce yourselves and your business. What kind of problems do you guys solve? We are a U.S. expat tax business. So any Americans living overseas, we uh, can help you out, get your U.S. taxes sorted for you, make sure uh, you stay compliant, and make sure they're done right. And I think the big thing for us is we know exactly where people are coming from, because we were I mean, we basically set up this business because we had the problem that a lot of people are having. Couldn't find anyone who understood enough about taxes to be able to prepare ours properly, um, who wanted to do it at a fair price. So uh, we kind of get it, I think. And you guys are like the like the family lifestyle design, right? You guys are like, <laughs> I mean, everybody says this is for 22-year-old single dudes, but you guys are out here, like, obviously not 22-year-old single dudes. So yeah. how is it doing this whole thing with the family? Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, we're both 30-something MBA graduates, uh, did our MBAs in Spain, went and worked in London for a bunch of years, and then uh, started our own business. Now we're in Bali. And uh, you guys saw great pool parties. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we'd do the interview before I got too drunk. So <laughs> tell me who qualifies for this Earned Income Exclusion Act and what exactly is it? Okay. The Foreign Earned Income Act or Foreign Earned Income Exclusion, it's not actually an act, it's an exclusion. Got it. Uh, is a federal law that says, or you know, federal tax law, that says if you earn up to, for 2010 it was $91,500, next year it's ninety-two-nine, I believe. Okay. Yes. In foreign earned <laughs> <laughs> in foreign earned income, so income you make outside of the U.S. Okay. So rental properties and stuff like that you have in the U.S. are not going to qualify for this. But if you're living and working outside the country, uh, you know you guys talk a lot about setting up foreign corporations. If your business is set up in a foreign co corporation and the foreign corporation is paying you a salary, uh, that would qualify for this. What about if my California corporation is paying me? Does that, and I'm living overseas? Uh, if you're living overseas, you'll probably still qualify as long as you meet the physical presence test or the bona fide resident test. Let's talk about that because what most people assume is that you have to have a foreign tax home. I don't, I'm hearing a lot of this. If I'm not paying taxes to the Philippines or here in Indonesia, can I still qualify for this? You can. 
uh, <coughs> it, there's two ways to do this. So the bona fide resident test basically says that you're a bona fide resident of a specific country. Okay. Uh, that means that you're living there full time, you're earning money there, you're paying tax there, uh, and that you have no intention of returning to the U.S. Now, how do you prove that you're paying taxes there? Uh, there's a couple different ways. You know, you can use uh, the foreign tax credit, which is Form 1116, to offset the foreign tax that you're paying dollar for dollar in your U.S. return. Uh, but basically, you know, your accountant will help you, uh, you know, tick off all the requirements to be a bona fide resident. Okay. But the main ones are that uh, you're living permanently in a foreign country and that you have no intention of returning to the U.S. Any, yeah, in the foreseeable future. What about most of our audience? They're like globetrotters. They're always on airplanes. Maybe they're not back at the States much. How do they qualify? The other way you can qualify is via the physical presence test. Uh, the physical presence test says that you have to spend 330 days inside a foreign country okay. uh, in order to qualify for uh, the foreign tax credit, which is the 1116, and the foreign earned income exclusion, which is Form 2555. So to qualify for the physical presence test, you just have to make sure that you are inside a foreign country for at least 330 days you know, consecutively, like in the 365-day period. Out of the period that you're filing for, so is it is it from January one? It to doesn't have to be. It can be March to March. It can be April to April. So uh, you just don't pay taxes on income that earned during that 365 exactly. days. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. But the thing to note is that a lot of people get confused about whether it's 330 days in a foreign country or 35 days inside the U.S. And that's the wrong way to think about it because. Uh, time spent in transit doesn't count as time spent in a foreign country. <laughs> so if like you're putting it really close, that's important. Yeah, it's like an IRS <laughs> policy. Well, yeah, yeah. Let, all right, let's well, say you're enough. Ian <laughs> and you fly to Bali right. from California. You're flying over global waters the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. So your clock doesn't start ticking until you hit the ground in Bali, and then it's 24 hours after you hit the ground. Right. Well, no, I thought it was if you pass over a territory. So well, yeah, but Ian's flying over the Pacific Ocean the whole way. But what if you go around Japan? So, <laughs> so flying Tommy Japan flying from Virginia, as yeah. soon as he starts over, North uh, Pole. you know, the North Pole, Greenland, I, Europe, yeah. whatever, that's when his clock starts. Yeah, right. I'd love to see this conversation while you're in like the IRS sort of <laughs> interrogation <laughs> room. And you're like, look, look, I was flying over map. Alaska. You pull out the map. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was, <laughs> my flight was diverted over the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> Well, there was one time, yeah. Let's talk about philosophically how you deploy this, because if you're making your money on the internet, I mean, how much money could this save an American a year if you were mindful enough to stay out of the country for 330 days a year? Uh, I, I often say 40 grand. Is that reasonable? Well, the foreign earned income exclusion for the 2011 tax year is going to be $92,900. So it'll save you $92,900 uh, if you qualify. But if you it'll save that, in, wait a second. I don't understand that because it will save you that much absolute money, or will it save you being taxed on that money? Because uh, I thought it, like you got your first ninety-one. Mean, the yeah, first ninety-two nine will not be subject to U.S. taxes. Okay, so that's approximately it depends on what tax bracket you're in, but that could be anywhere from thirty to forty thousand dollars potentially. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing that's that you said to me that really stuck in my mind is you said. 
this is one of the most profound profound financial moves you can make if you if you generate less than half a million dollars in earned income annually. Well, yeah, you know, if you take, uh, let's say you're married, so and you're both working in a business, right? Right. Uh, let's say hypothetically, we know people like that. Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> uh, both people would qualify for it. So then, bam, you're almost up to $200,000 right there. Right. Then you throw in uh, the foreign housing exclusion, which allows you to deduct, to deduct a certain amount of your housing costs. Right. Uh, which here in Valley isn't that much, but in uh, London, I think, for the 2010 tax year, is like $86,000 more that you could deduct on your taxes. Right. So if you're a married couple living in London, uh, off the bat, you can make you know roughly three hundred thousand dollars tax free there, right? You know, tax free in the U.S. standpoint, or right. uh, that's great. Yeah, you know, it's a little different because taxes in the U.K. are already higher, so it would offset anyway. But let's say you're in uh, Dubai, where there's no taxes, and uh, you know you can make two hundred thousand plus a year completely tax free living. Word. Tommy, has this been any challenge for you to, I mean, you've been qualifying for this for a couple years now. Has it been any challenge for you? Yeah, so Dave and I were talking about this yesterday, and I confess that I used TurboTax. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, hey, we get a lot of great customers coming from TurboTax. <laughs> All right, I, well, maybe, yeah, I guess I need to know about this. I mean, my business is, I'm just a sole proprietor, so mine's, it's, it's much more simple than what you guys have, and I haven't hit 92.5 yet, but I aspire to be there soon. And uh, anyway, yeah, so I just file through TurboTax. I've been doing it for five years. And I'm very careful about, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm mindful about the yeah flight paths, you know, right. what, what route your plane takes out of whatever airport. Wow, that well, is intense. Well, if you cut it close, I mean, last year I spent 35 days, exactly 35 days home. All right, so I'm sufficiently depressed. If you guys need more information on American expat taxes. One quick note for all the Why entrepreneurs out there. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about taxes. But it's good. The You're foreigner income exclusion <laughs> does not help you with social, social security, FICA, all that. Right. So that mm -hmm. would have to be paid before the exclusions. Mm -hmm. Which is what, about 16, 17%? Uh, it's about 13%. 13%. So, real quick here, if you're if you're on somebody's payroll, like say say you're an, an employee, right? Maybe you're not a business owner, but you're an employee, and you're on somebody's payroll, and those taxes get deducted from your uh, paycheck every month, uh, you're basically going to get a fat refund. Is that how that works? Like if you've developed it some should. kind of freelance? I guess you'd have to ask why you're on somebody's payroll and having it deducted in the first place. Okay. Uh... But yeah, yeah. If I've you qualify for it all, you would get that money back. Okay. This would be interesting uh, for like these develop. There's a lot of developers. In fact, Evan, who was staying at the house the other day, he's like a Drupal developer, and and negotiated a remote working arrangement. So he's out of the country all year long on mm. Skype. So that might be an example. He's probably getting withholdings that he could get. get yeah, back. he probably is. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. He'd, he'd be one of those. I mean, that that we would call, be. We well, need to call Evan. Call him up. Well, that would be hard to arrange. You need to send right? him this podcast. I, I would think that'd be the exception. Most people would be freelancers, not on a full salary. Right. So no one deducts any of my fees. Right. And I just file it, albeit with TurboTax, but I, <laughs> I do just file it. Although, actually, I do want to Tommy's waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> yeah, I do want to Very brave you. guy. I, I, I did promise myself. You can myself. yourself after that. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I did promise myself I'm going to talk to David. Let's right. talk about the fun stuff. You guys have lived in Uruguay. 
You guys have lived in Brazil. You're moving to Argentina next year. Now you live in, in Bali. How do you do all this? I mean, was, was it scary for you to make the jump out of the career into being entrepreneurs? By the way, if you're interested in this stuff, greenbacktaxservices.com. You guys got a blog and you cover all this kind of stuff. Yeah. David at greenbacktaxservices.com. Uh, D. McKeegan. Service. Probably better to email Carrie because David doesn't work that much. <laughs> See me, Do <laughs> you want to get something done? <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't know what you think, but I think for us, we were just, I mean, we were born travelers and, you know, from the minute we could kind of get our, we love New York, but from the minute we can get ourselves out of New York, we were excited to go see the world. So I think it didn't feel like as big of a plunge as maybe for a lot of people it would feel with the toddler or with the newborn baby. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of for the okay with the idea of all the challenges it would entail because we were so excited about doing it. For the parents out there, like, how do you think Timmy's experience has been? Do you worry about him not having, like, a normal childhood, in quotations, or, I mean, how do you frame that up for yourself? Do you think it's been positive for him? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess occasionally you think, you know, he doesn't get to see his grandparents, he doesn't get to see his cousins, and that, you know, you have to do everything you can to kind of get back and Skype all the time and establish that relationship in whatever way you can, but... For him, I mean, he spends his days on the beach. He gets to know all these, you know, interesting people. He's learning all these languages. I mean, you know, he knows more I think it's Indonesian a fabulous than I do. experience. He's learning how to swear. <laughs> I had a similar growing up experience because I grew up in Mexico City, and for me, that was all positive. I mean, I really enjoyed every minute of it. So hopefully, he'll do the same. What's the difference between your experience here in Bali and your experience in South America in general? I know it's sort of general, but like say Uruguay, for example. What's the difference living on the beach over there and living on the beach here in Bali? I think Bali's a lot more laid back. Brazil's yeah. much more intense, high energy, high excitement. Um, yeah. The language, ironically, it's a lot easier here because everyone speaks English, whereas you go to Brazil, you go to Uruguay, people are speaking Portuguese and Spanish, so you have to communicate in their language as opposed to in Bali, to be honest, we expect most people that we communicate with speak in English. And here in Sonora, it's just like a sleepy little town, you know? Right. Whereas uh, when we were in Brazil, you know, we were in uh, Ipanema in the middle of uh, Rio de Janeiro, oh, wow, yeah. and, uh, you know, you're the beach is right there, but you're in the middle of a hustling, bustling, you know, city of like 15 million people kind of thing. Right. Uh, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous city. What are the biggest things you guys are going to miss about Bali when you, when you leave, you think? Oh, uh, well, Besides we're coming us. back. We're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, the beach. I love being able, I mean, you know, we're not going to have that in Argentina quite as much, but um, just being able to go out on the beach every day and, you know, you have days where you're working on something and it's just really intense and you need to clear your head and you walk over and you walk on the beach for 15 minutes and it's like you know, right done um we didn't get that in london didn't get that in rio didn't you know a lot of places didn't get that are, are you guys expats for life is my mother gonna hear this show <laughs> She's a better question is my mother-in-law gonna hear this show? definitely not gonna hear this show my mother doesn't even listen to this show you're safe i think we probably are yeah i've like i don't I can't see any reason to ever go back. Uh, now, you know, that could always change and all the rest of it. Uh, but, it's tough you know, it's, it's just such a nice lifestyle living in some of these other places that uh, it's really hard to beat. But the great thing is, I think with a flexible lifestyle like this, is you don't have to decide. I mean, if one year you feel like, you know, I'd really like to spend some more time at home, you just go do that, and then yeah, yeah. you go back out. It's not as permanent, any decision you make. Yeah. So you guys are in a 
in a privileged or whatever you want to call it that situation where you see thousands of tax returns every year for the entrepreneurs listening what are some huge like 80 20 mistakes or some big things that simple little things that people can do to save some money or to make this whole tax situation easier because you know for me and Ian it's this very intimidating difficult process what are some basic things we can do to save some money the biggest one is make sure you qualify for the foreign earned income exclusion yeah uh, this year we're uh, going home for Christmas for like three and a half days kind of thing <laughs> uh, just to make sure we qualify because otherwise you know that la that extra day could be really expensive and right? a chance to kind of avoid the mother-in-law <laughs> we're actually going to Brazil with the mother-in-law <laughs> she's a cool mother-in-law <laughs> well, I guess that would be carrying <laughs> <laughs> any mistakes you guys see seeing like thousands of tax returns every year I mean biggest mistake is people that don't file you know there's this big uh, misnomer that once you leave the United States, you don't have to file anymore. Right. Yeah. Not true. Uh, Failing to file the FBAR. Yeah. You have to report your foreign bank accounts if you have over $10,000 cumulative outside the U.S. You might want to explain that because that's oh. you literally have to file. You can get fined if you don't do it, but there's no penalty if you do it right. You know what I mean? The FBAR is a treasury form that's enforced by the IRS. Uh, the deadline is June 30th, and you have to file, even if you don't owe money on your taxes and all that, you still have to file this by June 30th, no extensions. If at any point you had $10,000 at like one moment over the last for two minutes year. because of a uh, exchange rate fluctuation. Oh. So if you have 5,000 pounds wow. in the bank account, and all of a sudden the exchange rate shoots up to wow. 2.1, and all of a sudden you have a balance of over $10,000 for a minute, so you let's say hypothetically that uh, Tommy here has a local bank account and he keeps ten thousand dollars in it. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to file. Yeah, I have to declare that or yeah. expose that bank account to the IRS. Let them know. Yeah. yeah. And and do, do we know what the fines are off the top of our hat? Uh, the fines start around ten grand Whoa. per year. Okay. So if you have a hundred thousand dollars in a bank account and it's earning 2% interest and you haven't reported it for the last 10 years, the IRS can take the whole lot. Wow. Got it. So it really behooves you. That said, <laughs> that said uh, our experience so far is that people that voluntarily come forward and file these and say, sorry, I didn't know about this, have not gotten penalized at all. Okay. At any point. So people, you've had people that have waited years to file. I've had people, we've had people who haven't filed in my lifetime. Okay. Wow. Until this year. <laughs> what happened? They just said, welcome back? Or? Yeah. It, you, know, you file for, depending on uh, your situation, you can file for the last three to eight years. And uh, you just get back on the grid. You become but there's no a penalty? member of society again. There's no penalty with that? No, because you know, a lot there of the people... There could have been. They, they, they chose be. not yeah, to Yeah, there could be. You know, I was in traffic court the other day, and a guy <laughs> had a ticket from 1988. <laughs> wow. And the judge just laughed about it in the courtroom. He said, just forget about it. So I think this is a good strategy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wait long enough, That's right? Just wait it out, man. It works for invoices, too. Yeah. You'd be surprised. It doesn't, doesn't work for entrepreneurs, because if you're an entrepreneur, and uh, you haven't been paying your social security and your payroll tax and all that kind of stuff, that will accrue and you will owe tax and penalty on that. Oh, lovely. We had, uh, oh. that happened to somebody a couple of, couple of years back who uh, ran her own business 
and uh, hadn't paid any of this stuff and got hit with a huge tax bill as a result. So I'm hearing two things. Exclusion Act, number one, get out of the country 330 days out of the year, if you can, if you're an internet marketer, if you are so fortunate. Number two, FBAR, make sure that you expose your foreign bank accounts to the IRS, to the Treasury Department. Mm -hmm. Any other big things that we can do to make sure that we're saving money? Yeah, yeah, the other one, uh, depending on how your salary rolls in and what is happening with uh, exchange rates, you can pick, as long as you're consistent, you can pick what method you use for changing your money from whatever your foreign currency is into U.S. dollars. Mm. So uh, take Bali, Indonesia, for the last year. The exchange rate's gone from about one point, or sorry, from about 8,200 rupiah to the dollar all the way up to about 10,000. So you got about a 20% change rate in there. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, the IRS will publish the uh, average you know, exchange rate for the year. But if you got, let's say you got a big bonus or you got paid on certain days, you can, uh, through the currency exchange for those certain days, compare that to the you know, rate for the whole year and see which one has a lower US dollar amount and use that one on your taxes. Oh. And we've had people save. It's you know, totally legit to do it. Yeah, we've had people save a couple thousand dollars doing that. Oh, yeah. you know, like people that are like big traders or people that get big bonuses, like bankers and stuff like yeah, that, who get a big bonus on one day, yeah. uh, can benefit from that kind of thing. Interesting. Wow. So if you can plan your bonuses, you're saying you should maybe do it in a time where the currency uh, is, is a little bit better, where, where the, um, the exchange rate's a little bit better. Yeah, you can do. But I thought you were saying you can choose the day to be most favorable to you, is that what you're saying? Well, Throughout the year? as long as you're consistent. So you can say oh. that I'm gonna use the 30th rate 30. at the end of the month for the whole year, or oh. I'm gonna use the rate that's the average for the whole year, or I'm gonna use the average rate for the month, or I'm gonna go back, even though I got paid every two weeks, I'm gonna go back and pick the average rate for that day all through the year. I love it. Three hot tips. That's 20 minutes. I got to get in the pool. Or else we can go on for another 20. Thanks for joining us. The best place to reach you guys is greenbacktaxservices.com slash blog, I'm assuming. Not uh, slash blog, just regular. Just yeah. regular. Yeah. Just on the site or shoot us an email. Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter at Tropical MBA. We'll see you soon.